everyone. Welcome back to On Brand Brides. I am your host, Song King. That's song like you sing and king like a king and queen. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to address a few quick things. For everyone that listened to episode 19 with Sarah Armstrong, I want to apologize for totally messing up the editing. Yes, there was a five second gap in the middle and no, that was not intentional. So special shout out to Rochelle for pointing this out to me and volunteering to be my future editor. Um, If you have not listened to that episode yet, please still do because it's pretty great if I do say so myself. And if you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to follow or subscribe to the podcast um, so you get the episodes as soon as they drop and leave me a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. And last thing, I've been on a bit of an un planned break to be transparent i'm pregnant and i just bought a new home so i've been tired and busy and i haven't made the time to edit episodes but i have missed you and i hope you've missed me too and i expect to be back to my regular schedule of new episodes every other week okay enough of that on to my guest for the week in june of this year I got a message from our mutual friend, Anthony. He had just attended a beautiful wedding in Fallbrook, California, where the bride was very involved in the planning and did a lot of the details by hand. He was so impressed that it was like a day after the wedding that he messaged me and was like, you need to connect with her. I think she would be a great uh, guest on your podcast. So here she is today to tell me about all those stories. What did she do? What did she learn from it? Would she do it again? Elizabeth Welcome to On Brand Brides. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on this. Yeah, thanks for being here, Liz. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling really good. I'm I'm glad that like, you know, it's been a couple of months since my wedding. So a lot of stress has been um, or it's been a lot stress free since then. Um, But feeling really good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice. Like two, three months out from the wedding, like the dust is settling. You're like, wow, I'm not constantly having to do something. <laughs> it's weird. I feel like my weekends are like so free now that I'm like mm-hmm. trying to figure out like, oh, what what hobbies can I get back into? Or like, what <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with my life now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's kind of crazy how like consuming wedding planning can be, especially mm-hmm. with a wedding like you where, you know, you were really involved and you did a lot of those details. Um, Mm -hmm. So before we actually talk about what some of those things were, I want to start from the beginning, allow you to introduce yourself. Um, How would you describe your brand both for yourself and as a couple? So I think for myself, I would really describe me as very carefree, very fun oriented, very open. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I'm always trying to find ways to like get my friends to gather together and have fun. Like I'm like the planner of the group. So for me, it's more... um, one of my love languages is like acts of service. And so I love Mm -hmm. doing things for people and just having a fun time. So I think for me, that's the main objective. Um, As a couple, Jack and I, Jack's my husband, um, I would say he is very easygoing, very down to earth, um, very realistic and like transparent, (laughs) very straightforward. So it's, it's interesting, like in Things that like I'm like planning something and like it's with my friends. I want him to do something. Um, He's always like, no, I'm good. Like you got it kind of thing. And and, like I just always know what he's thinking, which is great. So he's very honest and transparent. For me, I'm like the more adventurous person outgoing. And I like to drag him out of like to out to more things. So push him as a couple, I would say I'm like, yeah, for sure. I think we like complement each other really well. And um, in doing 
the things that we don't like and like, we kind of like do those mm -hmm. together and, and kind of like, yeah. So it's, um, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I guess like the perfect blend of like realism and optimism is what I would say yeah. our brand is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And I feel like those are kind of some of the best pairings where you are pushing each other and you balance each other out. Cause like two overly optimistic people or two, like, I don't know, realists, like yeah. could be like opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about like, even before the wedding, I know that you did a tea ceremony. Ceremony. So uh, can you talk about like, why did you choose to do the tea ceremony and whose idea was it? Yeah, um, it was absolutely my idea. Um, mm -hmm. In every wedding that I've attended as um, I was growing up with my family, uh, yeah. I come from like a very mixed uh, cultural background. So my mom is Chinese, but was born in Vietnam. My dad mm -hmm. is Cambodian uh, or sorry, is Chinese, but was born in Cambodia. And okay. um, every wedding I had uh, attended was the tea ceremony was the actual ceremony. So that right. was like the official kind of like thing. And then the reception would be at a banquet hall. So that mm -hmm. was my just image as a kid of like, okay, this is something that I really want to do because um, it's part of my culture and it shows like who I am. Yeah. Um, Jack, on the other hand, uh, it's funny because I think he is culturally more Chinese than I am. He is mm -hmm. from Hong Kong. He was born and okay. raised there. And then he came here when he was like young. So um, you would think that he would want that more. But uh, mm -hmm. I think for him, it was just a lot of stress and didn't really like he didn't really care for it. But I knew right. his parents did. So because mm -hmm. of that and his parents wanting it, I was like, let's do like a mix um, where now we've been in America for so long. Um, I'm very like modernized, very Americanized. So I wanted to kind of mm -hmm. do a, a mashup of like modern American culture, but with like a tea ceremony um, side of it. So it was we scrapped a lot of the um, details and kind of just went straight to the tea ceremony, actually. Okay. <laughs> I really wanted to pay homage to like the elders and stuff like that, but we didn't want to do all the games that were involved with my right. older sister. A lot of the games in like at least Vietnamese culture were like um, the groom would have to bring, he would start actually at like his house or hotel and mm -hmm. then have all of the um, uh, like the, the, the pig roasted pig. And, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, the roasted pig and like all of the baked goods and all the candies and everything. And then his groomsmen would like bring it over to the bride's place. Right. And then before entering, they would have like certain things that they would have to like offer or like play or do. And yeah. I think that was just like all for show and, and stuff like that. So I think mm -hmm. Jack didn't really feel comfortable doing any of that. So I was like, yeah. okay, let's, let's keep it simple. Um, it's not the main event because we have like an actual American ceremony that we're going to do later right. on. I just want to kind of um, spend like 30 minutes to an hour celebrating our culture. So that's kind yeah. of like how um, that got started. You mentioned like the ceremonies, like traditions and games and stuff. So I mm -hmm. am culturally, culturally Vietnamese and I had a tea ceremony, but I had no idea really what, what like what aspects <laughs> were, were. I knew about the pig and like the mutton hoi and like a couple of things. Yeah. And like with my husband, he's white and like this isn't his tradition at all. So mm -hmm. there's like a tradition where like the groom's family like gives you lots of gifts and jewelry and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I can't just tell them like, okay, you guys have to buy me a bunch of jewelry. <laughs> yeah, that's a little awkward. <laughs> it's a little awkward. So I think it is kind of cool to hear just like someone who is a little more familiar with it and still kind of 
having that approach where you're like, I'm doing the part, like the tea, like that honors my elders because that's the part that actually matters mm-hmm. to me. Um, and then especially since like, you know, we both also had more traditional Western weddings as well. Yeah. You said like, you know, later you were going to have this wedding. Uh, was the tea ceremony and the wedding on the same day or did you have them separate as separate events? Yeah, they were on the same day. We definitely thought about doing them separately because I've had friends in the past that like did it the day before or like the week Mm -hmm. before or something Um, or even after. Sometimes a tea ceremony is done later when a lot more family can be involved in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But for us, I think just I really wanted to document everything and have footage and, you know, uh, videography there. So it was like so expensive to have it for separate occasions that we had to do it together. And the fact that the actual ceremony um, started at 4 p.m. at the venue, it actually gave us a lot of time in the morning to do that. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you actually had everything all in one day. Yeah. It started, um, the tea ceremony started at like 10 a.m. And there was actually a couple of hiccups in that, but I'll, I'll get to that later. But yeah, it started at 10. So we had to like wake up really early for hair and makeup. That one, uh, because we skipped everything and just did the actual tea ceremony, it only lasted like 30 mm-hmm. minutes. So then we got straight to lunch after that, mingled for a little bit, and then people left by about 1 p.m. Wait, let's talk about the hiccups. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So the Fallbrook, San Diego is a very isolated town in San Diego, like in North San Diego. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say it's like very mountainous. It kind of takes a while to get there. There's really Mm -hmm. not that many places around that offer Chinese food. So when I was looking to plan, um, I've always envisioned, you know, like roasted pig and like a grand like um, spread of like Vietnamese and Chinese food. Um, But I as I looked on the Internet and, you know, we're like on Yelp and whatever, trying to figure out like what's around there. It was really like absolutely nothing. So the only option that we could find was Panda Express. And <laughs> oh, <no>. yeah, no, <laughs> actually, it was no cool because panda, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it was actually kind of cool because um, because this tea ceremony started so early at like 10 a.m., a lot mm-hmm. of the restaurants only open at like 11 or t- or noon. Um, ah. So, yeah. So when I called a couple of the Chinese restaurants around, they were like, we can't like get it out by that time. Um, yeah. And so they would just not even serve it or they they would have like a, an extreme charge for um, having their workers come in extra early to prepare the food. So right. then it basically left Panda Express. And when I told Jack about that, he was actually really happy because he was like, oh, that's super cheap. You know, it's, yeah. it's, he, we both love Panda. So we're like, I, let's do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As long as you're not trying to get like anything too, I don't know, crazy. Like if the basics are good, like I love yeah. Panda too. <laughs> yeah. And it actually made like, planning and delivering everything a lot easier because yeah we just had to have one of our like groomsmen or someone pick it up um and it was like five ten minutes down the road like it was super close to the venue or to super our Airbnb convenient. Mm-hmm. yeah and why did you get married in Fallbrook um are you guys from that area so I grew up in the Orange County and my husband grew up mm-hmm. in the Bay Area so mm-hmm. we knew we wanted to do California but um the Bay Area prices for venues were just so expensive. Um, we had a specific budget. I knew that I wanted to keep under, I think it was like 60K was our budget. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as I was looking at like a handful of them up here, it already exceeded 60K just right off the bat when I did some of like the basic budgeting. 
Yeah. Um, and I knew there was going to be like small expenses here and there that would creep up to like make that exceed. So totally. uh, NorCal was out of the question. Uh, SoCal was then now the like what I needed to like focus on. So I looked at mm-hmm. Orange County. Um, there were a lot of really good places, but it just didn't give me the vibe that I really wanted. Yeah. Um, Which also, was? Like, what, was the, what was the vibe? Yeah. <laughs> the vibe was like, honestly, I wanted a very modern, like timeless kind of setting. So whether yeah. that be a lot of flowers, beautiful mm-hmm. landscape or um, scenery um, I, I knew I didn't want it to be too religious cause we're just, we're not very religious people. I didn't right. want like rustic barn vibes. I want, mm-hmm. um, so I, I kind of knew what I didn't want, but I didn't yeah. quite know what I wanted yet. So I would like look through Instagram and, um, a lot of like friends feeds and see like what they did for theirs and kind of draw inspiration from it. Um, yes. but I wanted, the goal was if I were to look at this like 10, 20 years later, would I still think that everything is like like timeless. And I think yes. that was like, yeah, what I was going for. Not too trendy. Like, yes, oh, that not was too trendy. Back when I got married. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so in Orange County, we actually uh, almost signed on this place in uh, Fullerton, which I think it was mm-hmm. called like The Hangar. And that okay. place was a very industrial, modern vibe that you can actually do up however you want. And it, mm-hmm. it was this huge hangar that mm-hmm. um, was repurposed to be a venue. So it could fit like hundreds of people. And yeah. I knew that our guest list was going to be around 200, like 170 to 200. I didn't know mm-hmm. how many yeses we were going to get. So I was right. looking for like a pretty big venue. Um, I think like a week before we almost signed on that, I mm-hmm. found um, a friend on Facebook who posted something of her friend's wedding that she was uh-huh. at. And it was in Fallbrook. And it was called, I think the... Um, Got the name of it. it was like something botanical, but okay. essentially um, the venue that I picked, their company, like their parent company, owns like five different venues in that area in the San Diego area, and they wow. all are beautiful. And so once I started looking at like that one venue, I it drew me to uh, the one that I ch- chose, which was Tivoli. Right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. So did you kind of start your planning process with finding the venue then? Yes, that was the first thing. And I I think, so we got engaged in 2021 and we knew mm-hmm. that we wanted to do it for 2023 because mm-hmm. COVID was, you know, high. And I, I knew that like, I really wanted everyone to, to attend. I didn't want to do right. um, something low key. So we decided to like look two years in advance mm-hmm. so that we could secure the date, secure that it's an all outdoor venue just in case yeah. like COVID was still around and like, you know, people felt safe that like it was an outdoor thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned before the recording that you felt like an engagement of two years was the perfect length and gave you Mm -hmm. the right amount of time to plan without being stressed. Can you kind of elaborate like why you felt that way? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, knowing that my wedding date was going to be in two years, it gave me a lot of time to really think about everything. Mm -hmm. I never really knew what kind of vision I wanted. I never really thought too much about like, when I get married, what do I want? So it gave me time to like add stuff to my Instagram and like have my feed kind of like inspire me. And um, also just like the venues when I was looking out uh, or like when I was looking for them in 2021, they were Mm -hmm. actually all booked for like 2021, 2022 because all the weddings had kind of like shifted because of COVID. 
So yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. Like I need to book something right now so that we can have it in 2023. And that's when I um, yeah, found Fallbrook and or Tivoli and yeah. booked that about like a year and a half out. Yeah. yeah. So it was a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I admire, I've always kind of felt like I was engaged for a little over a year and I would not have wanted to be engaged any longer because personally, I felt like it would have been, I would have just been changing my mind way too much. So did you not experience that? You felt like you actually used that time well? <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. Like, I think it gave me a lot of time to think and, and to look, but also, it just, it was very stress-free um, because yeah. I knew I had so much time. I actually yeah. um, created an Excel spreadsheet of like mm-hmm. how to budget, like everything that I needed to do for my wedding, I put in there. So one yeah. of the tabs was actually um, a countdown month by month uh, yeah. until the actual wedding date of things I needed to do. So okay. like a year out, I had to book the venue. Um, I had to figure out like, so the venue had actually there's a lot of things that came with it. Um, okay. The venue provided chairs, tables, linen. It actually nice. had this whole like uh, like catalog of things that I could rent from them. Some, oh, most nice. for free so and some options. for, yeah, I had a lot of options. Nice. Um, and because I had to do it with them, it actually narrowed it down. So I didn't have to go look for what kind of chairs or linens. I just had to pick yeah. from like these two that were free or like these five that I could pay for. Um, So it actually like helped a lot with the decision making of like, once I picked that, I actually knew what uh, everything was going to be like, because Mm -hmm. it was just offered. Nice. And you like stuck to your timeline. Yes, I did. Um, Well, here and there, I think like some, (laughs) some months, I would like forget to do something or order something. And then I would just push it out. Yeah, I would just push out to the next month. And it wasn't like, too much because like once you do something it's it's like super simple like you know like you're going on amazon and you're searching for candles so you buy mm-hmm. those candles so it's like a one-time yeah. thing it doesn't take like too long so it's like certain tasks like that that i needed to like iron out and put month by month just so that i could have uh like milestones for myself to know like okay i'm actually prepared for this because i had no right. wedding planner it was basically me that's i i admire you i mean i did the same thing but like i know how hard <laughs> how hard that is. So, um, great job. Like high five. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I've gotten the impression that you are a DIY queen. Can you talk about which of the details that you actually did yourself? Yeah. Um, let's see. So early on, I learned about the cricket. (laughs) And so (laughs) that, yes. Yeah. So that is what inspired me to do a lot of the stuff myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did all of the signage for my wedding. So the welcome sign, the table seating chart, um, I did like the menus, like I curated the menu and had it printed by a friend actually. Um, nice. what else did I have? There was also like QR codes that would, um, have the Google album. So nice. <laughs> I created a Google album for our wedding and I put it on every table so that mm-hmm. people could remember to like post pictures in that yeah. album um, there. Yeah. On the day of. Nice. Yeah, nice. So, That's really smart. Yeah. I think, because I think people always send out the Google album later and then like mm-hmm. buy people post pictures and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So yeah, even, so that was like the day of, but even before I did all the invitations by hand and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And had it printed and, and like, 
like assembled everything. I even did this, like, um, I learned how to like do like the wax seals because I thought like that. (laughs) Yeah, I loved that vibe. And so I was like, okay, I like bought all the materials. I'm going to learn how to do it. And then I Mm -hmm. sent out like 200 invitations with like wax seals. (laughs) Love that. Love it. How did you decide which things were worth doing yourself? And then how did you decide what to delegate? Yeah. um, I don't know. I think honestly, most of the stuff that I could DIY, I did. Um, And it was mostly because I had confidence that I could do it. Like I saw it on Mm -hmm. Instagram. I've done it before. Um, So Jack's cousin's wife. So practically my cousin now. Um, Mm -hmm. She got married the year before and she did a lot of stuff herself too. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why I felt confident was um, I helped her with a couple of those things and learned from her. And then when it was, uh, when it came time to uh, do it for my wedding, she was one of my bridesmaids and helped me through a lot of that. So I think if, honestly, if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have done a lot of things DIY. (laughs) Wow. Well, shout out to her. We love like a helpful bridesmaid. (laughs) Absolutely. Did you feel like there were things that, I mean, obviously our friend Anthony noticed a lot of the details that you (laughs) did, um, but did you feel like there were things that uh, people might not have noticed that you spent a lot of time on or that you thought people would notice? That's a really good question. I never thought about that, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe the menus. Um, I, I was really proud of the menus because it turned yeah. out super well. It looked like very professionally made. And yeah. I don't know if people th- knew that I made that or not. So maybe that was like the top thing. Um, yeah. Everything else, um, I, I would, I think people kind of complimented me on. So I think they, they kind of like caught that. So it was cool to, cool. to get that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And I think it's really good when people like notice and actually tell you that they notice and appreciated yeah. it because it's like, thanks, I worked really hard on that. So yeah. it sounds to me that even if people hadn't noticed, it didn't really matter to you because like you loved that how the menu looked yeah. like for yourself. Yeah, definitely. I didn't need like reassurance from anyone. In the end, I saved a lot of money. I had a lot of mm-hmm. fun doing it. And actually it was like a bonding moment for like me and my sister and me and my bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. So I like absolutely love the whole process. I would do it again. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Speaking of bridesmaids, did I hear that you also like chose all of the looks for your bridesmaids or you shop for them or something like that? Oh, yeah. That's funny. So <laughs> uh, so when I chose um, the color scheme and like the the pattern, or not the patterns, but the colors that the my bride, right. Yeah. The palette. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, that my bridesmaids wanted to go with. I thought it would be really easy to kind of, um, have them just shop at birdie gray because it's uh-huh. this all inclusive site that like has a range of colors and I yes. really wanted it to be cohesive, but I wanted them to pick mm-hmm. their own styles. Um, yeah. so I gave them, um, basically what I like the colors, the palette and everything beforehand. And I think like, uh, a couple of months go by and no one really bought their dresses. So I was like, okay. There was actually one bachelorette that I went to in Vegas. So I went to Vegas uh-huh. and my future sister-in-law texted me like, hey, Birdie Gray is having this outlet sale in Vegas. Can you go take a look and see if the bridesmaids dresses are there? And they were selling dresses for only $10 each. Are you kidding and, me? Yeah. No, I'm not joking. And it was originally $100 per dress. So I was like, oh, yeah, like I have plenty of time in Vegas. Let's go look. So I was actually by myself because for some reason I <laughs> chose one of the like the latest flights because I'm because I think it was like cheaper it was and I didn't really care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So I was like, whatever, I'll just stay like an extra five hours in Vegas by myself. And it like it panned out because I was able to go to that outlet and search through the whole inventory of like things that they I don't know if they were trying to get rid of or whatever. But I essentially found everyone's dresses for $10. And I only paid like I think it was like buy two get one free and it was $10. So yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) That's crazy. It was really cool. And so at that point I was like, I'll just pay for you guys' dresses because it's so cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did you already know what styles and stuff they wanted or you like you chose for them? Some of them I did. um, And then others were like, I couldn't find. And so I would FaceTime them when, when I was there. And I was like, okay, yeah. these are the options in your sizes. Which one do you like? And they would yeah. choose it. So it was, everyone was super easygoing. And honestly, I think they just wanted something that like I was okay with. So mm-hmm. they were totally fine with whatever style uh, I chose. It's funny because I, um, I had my bridesmaids like choose their own dresses. Cause I always like had this idea where it's like, you want people to choose their own dresses because it's something that they would like and yeah. all of this stuff. But I actually realized that a lot of bridesmaids probably prefer if you actually just pick for them so they don't have to decide. And they're like, is this something you want? Blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> there's so many ways to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I wanted dresses for them that they could wear later on. Um, exactly. So yeah. like I know like – I don't know if this is a thing, but if people – could shorten their dresses, they could wear it to other weddings. So it yeah. wouldn't look so bridesmaidsy, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of why I wanted them to pick their own. But yeah, this deal was just too good to be to pass on. So I was like, yeah. whatever's there, you guys have to choose. <laughs> what a hot tip. First of all, like the fact that this like Birdie Gray has an outlet, that's I it was actually it was actually a pop-up shop. So it was only oh. there for that weekend. Like literally oh, wow. the only, yeah, the only days that I was there, it like was there. So it was really- It was meant to be. Coincidental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's cool. Well, that's still really cool to like, I don't know. That's like something they should, there should be like a newsletter or something that's like pop-up sales and blah, 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 or just sales for bridal dresses and bridesmaid dresses. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how she found it, but- Somewhere on Instagram, it was advertised, and then she told me to go. (laughs) Nice. Um, Okay, so I want to talk about the wedding a little bit. We've obviously talked about some of these small details that you DIY'd. Mm -hmm. One thing that really stood out to me about your wedding is that you and Jack chose to exchange your vows in private at your first look. Can you talk a little bit more about why you guys decided to do that? Yeah, so originally, I actually wanted to do it publicly. Um, Mm -hmm. I am all for hearing the vows and like all the love in front of everyone. Like I've, I'm such a like gush, gusher for those things or sucker for those things. (laughs) Um, so I really wanted, and also like, um, I wanted the ceremony to be like more meaty too. Cause I kind of, Mm -hmm. um, I've been to weddings where it's like literally only 10 minutes, like the, um, the officiant says some things and then it's over. And I wanted yeah. it to be to be kind of more. But yeah. then leading up to the wedding, and I realized like as I'm writing my vows, it gets really personal. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm able to like say all these things in front of everyone. So I got a lot of anxiety out of that after a while and after thinking about mm-hmm. it. Um, and Jack always wanted to do private vows. Um, okay. So that was like his vote. Um, and so I think... <laughs> Leading up to like maybe the month before, I finally made the decision to like not do public vows and just do it private. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was like a 
the best decision that I've that I made that day or that like for that <laughs> wedding because we ended up crying during our, yeah. our vows. And I think that I am like when I cry, I ugly cry. So I'm <laughs> so happy I didn't do it in front of everyone. Yeah. yeah so um, it was a great decision for sure. Did you guys cry um, again? Because I know you both cried. I happened to watch part of your wedding video before this. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys cry at all again? Like later, you got it out of your system. I got yeah. I think we got it out of our system. Um, nice. It's funny because Jack, like, I've never seen him cry, and yeah. that was the the one time that I saw him tear up was during mm-hmm. our vows. So that just made it all more meaningful that like we kept it private, and it was something that like I could experience with him just just the two of us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like I highly recommend it and um, go- going away from like, or like originally what I wanted, like a meaty ceremony. Um, mm-hmm. I decided to tell my officiant, okay, let's do like separate vows. So we did yeah. like our private vows where we, you know, confessed our love to each other. Yeah. Um, but like publicly we did like the kind of what you normally see in American weddings mm-hmm. of like reciting of, um, your devotions for each other and yeah. the promises, right? So we kind of did a little bit of both, uh, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Did you work with your friend or your officiant um, mm-hmm. on those vows as well? Yes. So it was. I would. I would say I didn't work too much with it, because, uh-huh. and I kind of regret it. So um, we asked our friend who introduced us to officiate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew that we wanted to make it very personal. Um, and he kind of had this draft of what he wanted to do and it was super formal. Uh-huh. I think it was something that he like found on the internet and it was like mm-hmm. for a religious wedding. <laughs> so I, I see, had I to, <laughs> so I had to like redo it for him, um, yeah. kind of rewrite it in very like casual terms, very like modern terms. And mm-hmm. then, um, a lot of like the vows that he had us recite, I, I left some of that there yeah. Um, but the one thing that we didn't do was rehearsing it. So oh. I thought, yeah, I thought that like reading it um, would be fine um, just in yeah. my mind and having Jack review it and, and having our friend so, yeah. review it. Yeah. But then I think on the actual day of our wedding, when um, Twy, the officiant, uh, said everything and had us repeat after him, yeah. I, he paused a lot um, at certain er- – like the sentences were very short. So he oh, would – see. Yeah, so he would have us say like three words and then pause and then three words yeah. and then pause. And I didn't realize that he was going to do that. So it was a very awkward tra- like conversation I at totally the altar. I totally get it. Because <laughs> like, like as I'm standing there, I'm like, oh, shoot, like I should have told him to like say the whole sentence and then we, re- we repeat after him the sentence. Mm-hmm. So it's like more cohesive and like more, um, yeah, it's not as like back and forth, but it was yeah. a little too much back and forth than I than I had hoped. But honestly, it was fine. Like that was like the smallest little thing that I like didn't think about. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's it's done. It's it's so funny because like when you were saying that, I was like, I also probably would not rehearse that. I wouldn't think you'd need to, but I totally understand. I've definitely been there where it's kind of like the officiate will like say too long of sentences and then like the person can't catch up or like they say like like you said every three words and you're like okay like you can give me a few more words than that yeah so that was me I was thinking yeah exactly (laughs) and it like and I think that the fact that we didn't practice it it made me Mm -hmm. realize that the vows were actually really long publicly yeah so if I 
maybe practiced it a little bit, I would have shortened it by half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is such a good tip. Like if you are someone who's like considering, you know, doing the kind of like repeat after me vows, like mm-hmm. that's something worth rehearsing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or at least like <laughs> marking in the thing in advance, like here are the pauses. Yeah, that's a great idea. So something else about the vows that you guys did in private that I thought was really cute was in addition to crying, I love that like it also allowed you guys to kind of like interject and comment while you were talking. (laughs) And I just thought that was like so cute and just felt very, I don't know, like you can kind of see, I could kind of see like how you guys are as a couple and just like, Mm. just from that little interaction where like you are sharing this like very personal thing and they're just, he's like, "Hmm, did ChatGPT write this for you (laughs) or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a really great moment for us to kind of like be within our, just, just our, just the two of us in the moment. What were some of your other favorite moments? Um, honestly, the dance floor. Like Mm -hmm. I, I would say our dance floor was lit. (laughs) I, we had a really, really great DJ. Um, he really knew how to bring people out and dance. Like he did the shuffle. And when he realized that people didn't know the shuffle, he would go Uh out and teach them how to shuffle, um, or not, not to shuffle, but do like the, is it called the shuffle? Like a cha-cha slide? Yes, the cha-cha slide. I think that's, I forget what the name of that is. One of those like dances. (laughs) Yeah, one of those really easy dances that gets people out and they can do it. Um, Yeah. And honestly, he just like had swag. Like I, yeah, yeah, he was amazing and a great MC. And um, so one of his suggestions after um, we had like the dinner um, get brought away and everything uh, and like starting to have people go on the dance floor was that we would take a huge, fa- like a huge group photo. So yes. he told everyone to go on to the, um, to the floor yes, and right. yeah, on the dance floor and just like pose for a group photo. We, we snapped yeah. a couple and then the music turned up and then everyone stayed there. So that was like a great Love tip that. to, yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool. I, I like, I think it, it was a little too many people on the dance floor, like at the very beginning. That. But then afterwards, I was like, it just kept on going. And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I wish the event didn't end at 10. I wish it went until like midnight because yeah. I was just like, we're, everyone was so into it. And like, I just, I think all of our friends, we really share the love of like music and festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. So we honestly mm-hmm. just like had so much fun. I love that. And I do think that like that moment of getting everyone onto the dance floor in a non awkward, <laughs> not forced kind of way is can be so difficult. I think it's like yeah. every bride and groom definitely thinks about this. Like, how are we going to make this happen in an organic way? So this is another great way to do it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So any other kind of like standout moments or anything from the wedding? I think like going from table to table was really cool. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I think so. Originally, I wanted people to come up to us uh, to take pictures next to like the sweetheart table because like everything would be kind of, um, you know, like framed beautifully. But then our day of coordinator um, and photographer actually recommended that we do table touches uh, Mm -hmm. just to speed up time. Um, Honestly, the whole day was so filled like with everything. So So it was you have like no time for anything. And it was a really good idea at the end because the table touches took like maybe five minutes each, mm-hmm. but we had like 20 tables to get through, right? So it just yeah. took so long. Um, we actually didn't go through at all of the tables, but we started with the ones that like we um, 
hadn't seen in a while. So like yeah. a lot of the people who flew in for um, for us who, you know, it's been like years because of COVID, we haven't stayed in touch with. Um, yeah. So we actually, it was cool to like, you know, kind of take a breather and like drink with them, mingle with them for a little bit because yeah. we missed the cocktail hour because um, oh, okay. of pictures. So we didn't really get a chance to like actually talk to people until then. Did anything like unexpected happen? Um, I forgot to bring flowers for the flower boys. <laughs> that was like oh. the only thing that I forgot actually. Yeah. Um, I remember like thinking to myself, I could just buy flowers at like Costco or Trader Joe's and then just yeah. pick them out and have like the petals into a basket. So that mm -hmm. was something that I wanted to kind of, I guess, DIY myself. Also, that was super simple, but I just completely forgot. Like I bought the baskets, I had everything ready. And then the day of, or the day before and the day of actually, I just had so much going on that I forgot to run to the store to get them. Um, so as, happens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as we're getting ready to walk down the aisle, I see my nephews playing with the basket and it's empty. They're yeah. like throwing it around and, you know, just playfully <laughs> like standing in line. And then I realized, oh yeah. my God, they don't have flowers in that. So I told my older sister to take the basket away from them and just have them walk down the aisle by themselves. So that's kind of oh, like nice. what we did to You didn't want to, to like strip that. down the flowers you had for decoration and throw them in there. <laughs> it was too close. Like we were literally lining up to walk out. Oh, down the okay. aisle and that's when I yeah. realized and I was like oh shoot <laughs> so I had no time one of my bridesmaids was like should I just like pick the flowers for my bouquet and put it in there and I was like no don't do that <laughs> yeah well if that is like the yeah. only thing that really went wrong for your wedding it sounds like everything went off without a hitch yeah it was great I think the only other thing that I could complain about is that it took so long to take pictures with everyone like our families mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So during cocktail hour, like the whole time we were taking pictures and yeah, it was cool because I like to have the memories, but I think also I was just very like a lot of things were going on and I think it's hard to get to rally people to come and take the pictures. Um, the bar was open, there's hors d'oeuvres, so people were like running in and out and I just couldn't gather the right group of people for every picture that we wanted to take. So that was a little bit stressful. Like we were I was like yelling at people like, hey, come here, let's take a picture really quick and then you can go. So yeah. I think if there was a better way to plan that or maybe doing it like way before or way after, mm -hmm. I don't know like what the best solution is. But I think at that moment I was like really over taking pictures and I just wanted to party. <laughs> Yeah, I was the same way. We, uh, we, I didn't really get pictures with like my everyone in my family because yeah. they were at the bar and like, we're like, hey, come over here, come over here. And then I was like, I'm over this. Like, we're done. We're just having fun now. Like, yeah, yeah. We got a picture. We got a picture. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts for the audience? I would say enjoy it like honestly the whole process the whole two-year process of planning and thinking and just having everything um exceed my expectations was really cool I think just um try not to stress too much about it you know it's mm -hmm. it's honestly just a one-day thing and yeah. the, the the most important thing is to have fun and like to be there with like your significant other so I think just taking time to like realize that and not getting too too stressed is is important mm -hmm. that's yeah. really important just Remember why you're there and enjoy it because this is a happy moment, not like a stressful thing. Yeah. And have fun. <laughs> like I was yeah. out on the dance floor like the whole night and it was so much fun. Like that was my favorite part for sure. We yeah. actually even had a couple of um, Jack's friends put us on their shoulders 
and we were like dancing like up in like the crowd. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, that was like a very high moment of our of that <laughs> dance floor. Yeah. It sounds like you guys should have had like an after party or something. Oh, we did actually. Oh, did you? Okay. okay. Yeah. So we had an Airbnb nearby, and so we told folks to come there afterwards. Oh, um, nice. It wasn't as lit because uh, we didn't have like a DJ, obviously, and mm-hmm. it was like, you know, speakers here and there, but it was yeah. more, yeah, it was super fun. It was more relaxed. And then we actually were able to talk and mingle more. We obviously yeah. played, played beer pong and just had like nice. a very like lax party afterwards. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, maybe that's like a really good way to wind down. So it's not like you're at a total high and then suddenly you're at home or like, yeah, yeah, just the two of you. And suddenly it's like, oh, man, it's over. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Liz, um, for sharing some of those stories. Um, Where can listeners find you? Um, I guess on Instagram. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. My handle is eear93. Perfect. And I know you have a bunch of things posted. I will also be posting some content on the podcast Instagram at On Brand Brides. And listeners should comment their favorite part of our conversation in the episode's post. All right. Thanks, Liz. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me on this. This is great. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs>